0: the rotor grinders morning grind podcast i'm your host steve it's monday it is may 24th it is 2021 and we have six baseball games to talk about here on today's slate i'm joined by my good buddy cheese good day pops what's happening my friend
1: howdy howdy uh super exciting six game slate with kind of uh, no offense it'll be it'll be fun
0: there's always offense, Dave. It's baseball.
1: Yes. No good offense uh, that should do well, theoretically.
0: It's baseball. You know, somebody's going to score eight runs tomorrow. It's just figuring out who that's going to be. Yes.
1: And uh, what's super exciting to me is that the two teams that I think are most likely to score the eight runs are the two worst teams. So this will be a fun one.
0: Um, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to SuperDraft.com. Awesome sponsor of the podcast. Roster your favorite plays without worrying about a salary cap. Sign up using promo code GRINDERS for a $50 instant deposit alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500. On your first deposit of $50 or more. It's very rare that we get deposit bonuses in DFS nowadays. So take advantage of this. Love what they're doing over there on SuperDraft. Uh, Dave let's get into it six games Uh we start with Colorado at New York fakes in the Mets Gomber and Peterson it is a nine total and the Mets are a 130 favorite oh it opened as a nine total it's already down to seven um you no know. I, I don't think it was
1: I don't think it was ever a nine it, it's a seven
0: yeah I know I don't know why it says seven or, I, no. I I'll,
1: I'll you, you threw me there I, I'm yeah.
0: Hey, listen, I just read the opening lines and that's what it says. But um, all right, let's talk pitching here. Any interest in Gomber against the Mets?
1: Um, so uh, yeah, kind of uh, what's going to happen with this slate um, as we go through it is I'm going to have some interest in every pitcher except for two on the whole slate. And so what I'm going to say about Gomber is like on DraftKings, he's fifty six hundred dollars. And he's facing a mess team with no current baseball players. Um, and he's actually been really good for the last two weeks. Like he's, his control has been there for the last four starts. And when his control is there, he's a good pitcher. Um, this is just simply going to be a matter of do you actually need to save money with pitcher? Um, if you do, I'm totally happy with Gomber at $5,600, but it's not like he's the best pitcher. Um, and I'm not sure that I'm going to want to save that much money on pitching, but he is my favorite cheap pitcher.
0: He makes a lot of sense when you're looking at the lineup. Um, you know, James McCann is going to be batting third in this lineup. Uh, That says a lot. Um, so I think, you know, like you said, I don't know if we're going to need him because there isn't like a stellar offense to pay up for on this slate, but I think he is best of the rest. Um, and then Peterson on the other side of this game, it's not like the Rockies are a very good offense um, when they're not in cores, but they've been decent against left-handed pitching. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Peterson? Yes,
1: yeah, it's very similar. Uh, like, I don't have a strong preference between those two as far as raw points. Um, I think, you know, price-wise, I, I don't think there's any reason Peterson should be that much more expensive than Gomber. Um, Peterson's has had those couple, like two big starts, um, three, I guess, three pretty big starts. And then a bunch of kind of, he still looks like a low strikeout guy almost all the time, except those rare occasions when he doesn't. Um, I like him more than I like the bats against him. Uh, but he's kind of no man's land for me tonight. Like Sure, I kind of like every pitcher, um, but I like Gomper slightly more at a much bigger savings.
0: I mean, a huge ballpark downgrade for the Rockies, um, just in general here. Peterson, like you said, very hit or miss. Um, I I think he's in play. Uh, You said you don't love the Rockies' bats. Is there anything standing up to you here for Colorado?
1: Um, eventually at some point I'm going to have to play a batter somewhere. I certainly like story. Um, he's kind of the only guy that I see any real reason that I would want to play, um, on his own. If I'm just picking out a batter, um, that being said, with the context of this slate, as I've already said, like, I don't like any offenses. Either of these pitchers are implodable. Um, you know, Early in the season, Gomber's control was all over the place. And then Peterson, like we said, has been really up and down. So this is a stackable game because of the slate, even here. Uh, but really, other than story, I, I mean, no, I really don't have interest.
0: I think CJ Crone is another guy you could look at, you know, throughout his career, he's been good against left-handed pitching. Um, Fuentes. If you want to make it like a three-man stack, that'd probably be the three that I'd be looking at, Story, Crone, and Fuentes. It's really it for me. I don't think I'm five-man stacking the Rockies in this game. And then as far as the Mets go, I mean, one of the reasons we like Gomber is because this team is just so banged up right now. I think you're like just taking a blind shot on stacking like three of these Mets or just fading them. I don't see one-offs outside of maybe James McCann just because where he's going to hit the lineup.
1: Yeah. Like I could see, yeah, you know, mini stacking like VR Lindor McCann, something like that. Um, Just because, yeah, when, when Gomber's off, he's really far off. Um, But yeah, this current version of the lineup, I I just, I, I cannot even feign excitement about it.
0: No, it's 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 banged up. And, you know, we get this from time to time. So uh, Cleveland at Detroit. Henches against Turnbull. Um, this game has a nine total and it's a pick em game. Let's start here with Sam Henches. Henches. Um, uh, listen, it's been a long weekend. I'm tired. Oh, I don't um, know what the guy's name is. <laughs> I'm guessing it's Hent. Hentage? H- I, call Hentges? Hen- I call him. I call him Henches but uh, I don't, we'll I don't just know we'll cool. roll with that I mean this is probably the guy that's I don't know most likely to get blown up on this slate and it's against one of the worst offenses in baseball but I mean Detroit's one of my favorite stacks on the slate so I don't really have a ton of interest in him because I think he's very hittable
1: yeah so this is what I was talking about right off the bat like the only team on the slate I kind of want to stack is the Detroit freaking Tigers. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about the slate. Um, this is the only guy, the only pitcher that I'm sure is not good. And, and even that doesn't mean he can't be good for one start against the Tigers. Um, but no, this is the one pitcher. Like, if I'm doing 150 lineups, I may only X button him and, and leave everyone else in play. But um, I am not playing Sam. Hintages.
0: Um, I mean, Spencer Turnbull on the other side of this game, Mr. No hitter. Um, I mean, it was Seattle, right? Like we're, we don't need to overreact to, you know, facing Kansas City and Seattle back to back.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a very good pitcher. Like it's obviously a no hitter is kind of whoop de doo Like it doesn't like a guy who pitches no hitter didn't really pitch any better than the guy who gives up three hits. Like, it, you know, I don't care. But, I mean, he's a very respectable pitcher. He's an above-average pitcher. He, he keeps the ball on the ground. He doesn't. He's not walking people. He doesn't get hit really hard. Um, but it's, it's not a great matchup to think we see a bunch of strikeouts. Um, I would think that they would be happy not having him go another nine innings after he gives up a hit. Um, he's, he's fine,
0: but I, I think
1: it's much more likely we just – see a decent six innings, which is not something you need right now on this slate.
0: He does a great job of limiting power. Um, and, you know, if you look back throughout the years, he's been good at that. And it, it don't necessarily want to play him. But he's not typically a guy that, like, I'll run full five-man stacks against. We look at this slate, though, and there's not a ton of options to kind of, like, pick on. So what are your thoughts when it comes to the Cleveland Bats?
1: Yeah, man, this slate, I just, I hate it so much already. Um, I, I can't really stack Cleveland. I mean, you take, so Fremio Reyes is out of this lineup. It's basically a like a one-man lineup right now um, until Rosario comes to life. Like, I will stack Jose Ramirez. I don't know if that counts as a stack, though. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't like it.
0: I mean, yeah, Ramirez and Luplo are really the only two guys with any kind of power um and typically you really
1: only want lefties against turnbull um and you know rosario has been so bad i don't know if he counts as a lefty I'll, I'll probably play a little bit of him with ramirez um that's that's all i got
0: um detroit it sounds like you kind of like detroit too And like okay i let me let me start off by saying this is a six game slate And I know Detroit is a bottom three team in the league against left-handed pitching. And that's how bad I think this guy is. Um, because I mean, I don't want to, but I'm going to be playing a lot in Detroit.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to have to roster some batters. Like I've checked the rules again and you have to play some batters. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think this is the only clearly bad pitcher on the slate. And, I mean, they'll have a bunch of right-handed batters, some of them who hit the ball hard. Um, the, their strikeouts against lefties have been scary, but this guy walks more batters than he strikes out. I don't I don't know. Uh, it's, it's dumb to say Detroit is the top stack, but um, that's who I'll probably have the most of.
0: I mean, they're so cheap, too, that, like, if you want to pay up at pitching for Snell or Woodruff or Lance Lynn or Means or any of these guys that we're going to talk about, um, like, it, it's just so easy to do. And the good thing about, like, the Detroit stack is you can leave your whole outfield open, um, you know, depending on, like, mm-hmm. if you want to play Grossman or not. Like, you can go Jonathan Scope, Candelario, Maggie Haas, and Goodrum and leave your whole outfield open. Or whether yeah. you want to go, you know, Haas or Ramos, like it doesn't matter. You can leave your whole outfield open so I can pay down for Detroit, get the pitchers I want, and then load up on big bats in the outfield because Detroit's so cheap.
1: Yeah. I do, it is nice when you can pretty much pick and choose positions. If you just want to, if you need a catcher, second baseman, a shortstop, and an outfielder, you, you grab that. Like they're, because they're all like close enough to just kind of mediocre um, and they fit at every position. Wish you could play all three catchers, but uh, I don't think so.
0: San Diego at Milwaukee. We got uh, Blake Snell against Brandon Woodruff in this one. I mean, this this total is so scary. Um, I'm seeing two different totals. I've, I've seen nine and a half, and then on DraftKings, I see a seven total, which makes a lot more sense.
1: Uh, there's a seven. It's a seven.
0: Yeah, I don't know why bet MGM is nine and a half, but go bet the under.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm creating an um, account as we speak.
0: Yeah, so I'm guessing seven. It's a pick em game. It's two really solid pitchers. Uh, let's start with Blake Snell. I mean, shook the rust off finally and got a couple matchups against Colorado and still didn't throw over 100 pitches, but we saw a season high 97 pitches last time out. We saw the strikeout stuff. And now he gets a Milwaukee lineup that is just not good.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's just one of those guys like when he's on, he's the he's the greatest. Um, Like he would be an 11K pitcher if he had pitched like he did in his last start, you know, for three or four starts in a row. Now, who knows? Because he did it once. It doesn't mean he's going to start doing it a bunch. But it's not like it came out of nowhere because we've seen it for the last five years. He's been pitching like this more often than not um i mean i still i hate what we saw earlier this year with all the control issues um but he's just underpriced for who he is in this matchup and i'm I'm definitely going to be playing a lot of blake snow
0: i mean yeah like even even with the control issues earlier this season he was still just absolutely a lead against lefties and like the Brewers, how this lineup is set up, they, they just they can't go like super right handed heavy against him. Like, obviously, Kane and Pena can play, but they are still likely going to have like four plus lefties in this lineup. And I mean, you're just not beating Blake Snell with that many lefties in the lineup. And they might even have more than that because the,
1: the, the righties they have to put in there aren't good. Like, if they decide to go right handed heavy, that means they're using like Daniel Robertson and Tyrone Taylor. And so, I mean, they're in trouble either way they try to go.
0: Yeah. So I like Snell a lot in this spot. And then, I mean, I hate playing pitchers against the Padres, but Brendan Woodruff is the, is the guy like this is, this guy is just, he's really, really good.
1: Yeah. I I mean, hands down the best pitcher on this slate skill wise. Um, he's been remarkably consistent for the last 3 years um he's great and salary kind of doesn't really matter um i don't, I don't think we're going to run into very many lineups where you're like oh i can't afford him you you can afford him if you want him um but now like and i guess we don't know yet maybe machado will be out again but even even so it's still a really good lineup um now that Tatis and Hosmer are back in there, they've got, they'll probably go fairly lefty. Um, I mean, I think Woodruff beats anybody. I mean, I'll play him against anyone. I'm not afraid of playing him against San Diego, but I don't really like him any better than Snell. Um, and so that the price gap seems a little too much.
0: I'm honestly going to probably play these guys together um, at first glance. So, I like both these guys a lot. I mean, obviously, we can we can talk about Lance Lynn when we get to that matchup against St. Louis because it is a good matchup. But um, just overall, like, I like I, I like both of these pitchers. I think they raw points wise should be the two highest scoring pitchers on the slate.
1: Yeah, you can definitely play them together. Like, I, I think some people are still afraid of doing that because you can't get two wins. But like, you don't need you don't need those extra couple points. Like, both these guys can strike out ten guys. So, yeah, I agree. It's totally fine to play them both.
0: Um, any bats on the Padres that you like here?
1: Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, sure. I, I'm never going to say you can't play Tatis, um, but essentially, no. I, I don't like any bats anywhere in this game.
0: I mean, yeah, like Woodruff's good. Milwaukee bullpen's really good. Um. So I don't see like a a hedge Padres stack working out. I mean, it would put you in the top one percent if it did happen. So if you're playing 150 teams on a six game slate, you're probably stacking every team at least once. Um, but I don't I don't see it working out. And then yeah, I just the Brewers there's nothing.
1: I mean yeah, and then Padres another good bullpen behind Snell. Like there's just yeah. I don't see why you would do it.
0: All right, moving on, we got Baltimore at Minnesota. John Means against Matt Shoemaker. Um, This game currently at an eight and a half, and it is a picking game. Let's start with John Means. I mean, we've definitely seen the talent finally come through. We've been waiting for years for John Means' talent to kind of show up. Um. My biggest concern is just the lineup. Minnesota usually rolls out there, but they're dealing with a bunch of injuries right now. Polanco's banged up. Nelson Cruz is banged up. Max Kepler is banged up, which would probably benefit means. Um, What are your thoughts when it comes to means?
1: So essentially I totally buy into him being a great pitcher. Um, And we don't, we're not going to know until we see the lineup. Like it's a huge difference if, like both Cruz and Polanco um, are questionable. Like they're listed day to day. If they're both out. um, I think that's enough to push me towards means ahead of Lance Lynn. Maybe it's close. Um, It's just, there's so much good pitching here. And I still think we've, well, we've seen a couple strikeout starts. I still think means is much more real life. Great than fantasy. Great. Like I think the six, seven innings, six strikeouts is still his, his kind of go-to game. Like that, that 12 strikeout, no hitter. I mean, that was, that's an outlier. Um, And Minnesota is not going to give him that kind of start. So yeah, I like him. I think he's legit. I don't think it's fluky that he's pitching great, Um, but I'm not really sure he needs to be um, that much higher price than, than all these other guys on DraftKings.
0: You mean he dominated Seattle? Gosh, he that's sure, a shot. He sure
1: did, Stevie. It was impressive. Jeez.
0: I mean, it's really impressive when you dominate yeah. Seattle. I'm gonna go go get a ball and a glove. I got the next. <laughs> I got next shot. Um,
1: but like, me, well, um, I mean, we do like if there's no Cruz and no Polanco and no Kepler and we've already got no Buxton, they're only a little bit better than Seattle. After, I mean, if they have no players left, eventually.
0: I mean. They still got Donaldson, Snow, Garver. I mean, that's better than Seattle's whole lineup. You know, they got. Kyle but that's Seager. it. You,
1: you named the whole team, and then it's lefties. <laughs> no, I get it. Like so... I
0: get it. No, I I agree. Like obviously, means really going to depend on what the Minnesota lineup looks like. I don't think I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just saying Seattle stinks. Um, I agree. <laughs> the other side of this game, we got Matt Shoemaker. I mean, I just I don't. Baltimore is another team that I kind of like for bats on this slate.
1: Yeah. So to me, Baltimore is the clear other stackable offense. Um, Shoemaker has not looked okay this year. Um, He's like, he's been dropping off for a while and like, he's kind of fallen off the map right now. So um, he's a play against pitcher for me. I mean, his strikeouts are down almost 10% from last year. Which is scary, um, and home runs have always been a thing. So, yeah, I would I would say Baltimore and Detroit. That's how exciting this slate is. Those are my my top offenses. Which means I'm not playing Shoemaker.
0: Uh, Baltimore Bats. I mean, Mancini, Santander, Hayes, Mullins. Um, any of these guys really that crack the lineup. I'm going to be looking at a Baltimore stack for sure.
1: Yeah. And there's certainly a uh, more exciting stack than Detroit. Uh, they've got, you know, just a little more power everywhere. A little, a few more guys that you wouldn't mind playing on their own, which is nice when you have a stack with three or four guys that you think I'm playing him cause he's good. Not just cause he's on the same team. Um, so yeah, I, I think you can play most of these guys and just hope that that he's off for another start and, other than Mancini, they're still not
0: really priced up all that much.
1: And nah, Mancini deserves
0: to be. Santander's cheap. DJ Stewart's cheap. Like, he's a home run or strikeout guy. Um, Mullins is cheap. He should bat leadoff here. So, oh, I guess Hayes has been batting leadoff a little bit. So, we'll see. But, um, yeah. Any interest here in the Minnesota bats? Um. So,
1: again, I guess, I mean, this will depend on the lineup. Certainly – you know, Cruz would be of some interest. Um, Donaldson's of a little bit of interest. He's actually really fairly priced at 4,400 on DraftKings. Um, like Garver and Sano are like, they're like almost Joey Gallo level, like high strikeout, but they have power and they'll hit the ball in the air. So on a slate like this, where I just really don't like much of anything, I will play some pretty much anyone with power, um, even if I expect they're mostly going to go over four, uh, they're they're going to get played a little bit.
0: All right, moving on. St. Louis at Chicago, taking on the White Sox. We have eight total in this game. White Sox are a one forty five favorites. Um, Kim and Lynn facing off. Uh, let's start with Kim. Any interest in him?
1: So, no, but he's another guy that like. I think this is a very good real life pitcher, but he's definitely a real life pitcher and not a fantasy pitcher. Um, and against the white Sox on this slate, uh, I just, I don't think there's any reason at all to play him.
0: I'm going to go out and say the white Sox scored the most runs on this slate. Um, there's certainly
1: that one sitting there that like, you could, you can clearly see the case for it.
0: Yeah. They're, they're the offense that you're looking at like Gomber because they're so expensive. Um You know, they're the offense that you're looking at, like Frankie Montas. Like, you're going to be looking at these guys if you're stacking the White Sox because they're so expensive. We'll get to the bad side in a second. But um, the other side, we got the Cardinals. I mean, it's a right-handed heavy offense uh, against Lance Lynn. And these are the types of offenses that, like, he just cruises against.
1: Yeah, this one's tricky for me because, like, Overall, like his ERA is super fantastic, but he's been like, he hasn't actually been great most of this year, but he was for a little bit. But if you look at the numbers against righties, they're still totally there. Like this is still absolutely an ace against righties and that's all of the Cardinals best bats. And like on DraftKings, I mean, he's $900 cheaper than means. I mean, I'll take Lynn over means Um, and it's, Woodruff is, is definitely a better pitcher than Lynn. Um, but I, I can certainly see the case to play Lynn ahead of him um, with with the way you can do with a Lynn Snell lineup. Uh, it's, it's pretty likable. So I guess I would call him my second favorite pitcher when factoring in the salary. Um, but certainly I like Woodruff more just for raw points.
0: All right. Let's talk about bats. Anything that you like here for the Cardinals?
1: Um, not really. It's, uh, it's acceptable on this slate. Like, uh, I'm going to have, you know, a just a few random stacks of most of these teams, but essentially no, like, cause the bats I want to play for them are the righties. And that's what I don't want to play against Lynn. So more or less it's a pass.
0: Uh, white Sox. White Sox have some of the best numbers in the league against left-handed pitching for years. Now, this lineup really hasn't changed much. It's pretty much the same guys. Um, obviously Jimenez and Robert are out, but Mercedes, Abreu, Anderson, like Anderson is expensive at five, nine, but the opportunity cost is shortstop always a position that you try to spend up on. Uh, talk to me about the White Sox here.
1: Yeah, this game, this one is, is kind of the trickiest one for me to figure out like, the White Sox are probably the best offense who's facing a non-elite pitcher. Um, but, like, Kim is also really strangely good in his own weird little way, too. Um, but I like that, even though, like, he doesn't really get hit very hard and he's kind of ground ball but, like, you know he's going to throw strikes. Like, he's not a wild guy, so that's good. Um, like you want them to see pitches to hit, um, they have so much right-handed power. Generally, I kind of don't love any of it individually at their price, but I'm, I'm totally with you as like an expensive stack. Like if Kim is even slightly off his game or if they just make him work hard enough that like, he doesn't pitch super deep anyway. Um, I mean, they could be in the bullpen after four or five innings and just kind of go nuts. So yeah, I think as far as spend up offenses, they're probably the best one on this slate.
0: I mean, who's the next best? Maybe Minnesota if all the guys play, or the Tigers.
1: You know. Yeah, I mean, really, that's what we're talking about. So yeah, I I, I think, um, yeah. Well, it's, I meant
0: like just expensive stacks. Expensive. Like I think the only yeah. other one is Oakland, maybe if Kikuchi's not pitching well or something. But I mean, uh, if you're spending up for a stack today, it's probably White Sox.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm. I don't know what that's going to do with the ownership, um, but it, the smaller the slate gets, the more every team's going to get some ownership. So, like, you can't not play someone because other people are playing them.
0: All right, Seattle at Oakland is where we finish out Kikuchi against Montas. This game is currently sitting at eight total. Oakland's a to one hundred and fifty favorites. Um, talk to me here about Yusei Kikuchi.
1: Uh, just yet another pitcher who is really just pretty good um, and occasionally more than pretty good. Um, 8, 11, 7, 7. Those are like his strikeout numbers over the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure you really end up needing him on this slate, though, where he's at. It's just kind of weird. Like, you're not going to play Kikuchi for 8,300 instead of Snell for 8,900. Um, even on FanDuel, Kikuchi's eighty nine hundred and Snell is ninety three. So, yeah, I like Kikuchi. I think he probably has another good game, but it's kind of no man's land where he's priced.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, if you just want to play him and just hope he's like really on, sure. My biggest concern with Kikuchi is he gives up a lot of hard contact, but usually generates ground balls. But you got guys like Chapman and Lowry and Luriano, like these guys hit the ball up in the air. And that's always like super concerning against a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact. Even if like, if Kana is back and Piscotti, it adds another two guys that like have fly ball rates over 40%. So, I mean, that's the concerning thing. And I'm just nitpicking because I can. Um, On the other side, I think Frankie Montas is going to be really popular on this slate. I mean, it's Seattle. We've highlighted them a few times already, just kind of joking around. Montas is good against righties. He struggles against lefties. Um, What's your thoughts on him in this spot?
1: Yeah, he definitely just looks too cheap. Like, he hasn't been great, um, but he's also faced teams a lot better than Seattle. I mean, um, he's only struck out more than six batters once this year, but he's only faced he faced Detroit once he hasn't faced Seattle. Like his last few games has been Houston, Minnesota, Toronto, Tampa, like, and he's been fine. Like, you know, right around five, six innings, one, two, three runs. Like this is a totally fine pitcher who has a chance to be really good in good matchups. And I think 6,200 is, is clearly just too cheap for him. Um, is, but then it's kind of like the Gomber thing. Like, do you need a cheap pitcher? Yeah. You certainly don't need two. um, you know, I think Montas is a better pitcher than Gomber. So I would say just, just play Montas if you need a cheap pitcher um, and then maybe mix him up. I I do think he'll probably be pretty darn popular, um, but there's enough good pitching. Everyone should get some ownership. Um, and, yeah, like points per dollar-wise, I would put him right up there with Snell as as top pitchers.
0: All right, let's talk bats. Um I mean, if Montas is going to be like super popular, I mean, I'll play the game theory Seattle stack. Like, I don't want to cheese, but I mean, Haniger, Seeger, Lewis, Kalenik, and then just pick a fifth and hope that Montas is not pitching well and it works out. I mean, if he's going to be chalk, you're just really just playing the game theory angle of I mean, it's a it's a 6 game slate and I'm trying to win a tournament.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's definitely playable again. Like he's a good pitcher, but he's not a great pitcher. Um, and Seattle, like as bad as they are, they have a bunch of guys who can do things like they'll hit some home runs and steal some bases, uh, even while they're striking out a bunch. Um, so yeah, they're an interesting team. I, I think you can use some of those guys you mentioned on their own. Like, you know, certainly Seager is a guy 4,200 for Seager. is very fair to me. Um, and as a stack, they're kind of up there with – kind of kind of around Baltimore for me, like pretty close to one of the best stacks on the night, but not because not I really love them, but because I don't really love anybody.
0: Yeah, again, it just comes down to how do I get different on a small slate? Well, I get different by stacking against a popular cheap pitcher that could easily get banged up like Montas – has a 229 ISO and a 40% fly ball rate and a 36% hard hit rate against lefties since the start of last season. So like these guys can beat him. Like you could play enough lefties and just kind of mix in the righties. Like Hanegar is a good hitter. Um, Lewis, we're, we're still very undetermined if he's good hitter or not. He's very young. Um, but I think there's enough batters in this lineup that Montas might struggle enough, just enough. Mm-hmm. And you create massive leverage on a six game slate. So, um, Oakland, I mean, we don't have a ton of teams to stack on the slate. They're going to throw enough righties that I think that they're another team that you could potentially look at, maybe even a secondary stack. I don't know if you full stack them, but they're in play.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, like you mentioned, you know, fly ball righties are, are the thing you can play against Kikuchi and they do have them. Um, it would be nice if Canna's in the lineup. Um, but even if all you play is like Chapman and Loreano um, you know, you play like Chad Pinder or Lowry. Um, Sean Murphy's a decent catcher option. Yeah, they're they're pretty playable, um, either just home run hunting or you could stack for kind of the combination of Kikuchi gives up a couple homers and then their, their bullpen can get a little bit messy in the middle. So, um, yeah, I think I like this game on both sides for offense pretty well relative to the rest of the slate got to
0: play somebody. (laughs) They're going to make
1: me do it. I'm I'm I No,
0: you got to play somebody. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K that you like to get uh, six or more strikeouts on the slate.
1: Almost all of them. Uh, I'm going to go with Gomber.
0: I mean, I don't want to take Montas, so – you know what? Give me Peterson. I think Peterson yeah. could get 6 or more strikeouts in this one. That could um, easily be like a,
1: a super dull like 3 to 2 kind of game that where both pitchers are pretty good.
0: Um over 8k to score under 15, who's your bust at the top today?
1: Over 8k. Um, well, there's one kind of obvious. I mean not obvious, but obvious compared to the field. Um you know what? Though I'll, I'll I'll just say John Means and just hope that everyone plays for Minnesota.
0: I mean, if you took Kikuchi, I was going to take Means and say the same thing. You took Means, I'm going to say Kikuchi. I think the rest of these guys get there. I think Kikuchi and Means have avenues to get there as well. Yeah. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who's hitting, who's going yard today?
1: Um, I'm going to say there will be no home runs in Major League Baseball, um, but I'll I'll find one. I'll I'll give you Matt Chapman.
0: Chapman, I like it. I'm gonna go third base as well. I'm gonna go Kyle Seager. Um, same mm-hmm. game too. I really like Seager to go yard here, building my Seattle stack. That's why I said Seager. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Two
1: hits from uh, Anthony Santander.
0: Oh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Eric Haas. I'm gonna go catcher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Outfielder slash catcher. Um playing left field the other night. Stack to score six or more runs.
1: <laughs> um I'll go Detroit. Did
0: you guys hear how excited she was <laughs> about that question? Uh he was so excited that I asked that question today. Um, we could all My hear Avery voice. Um, I'm gonna go Seattle. I'm gonna go against Montas and just take Seattle and Hope it works out. I mean, they got some cheap guys in there too. Like you get Marmoleos at like twenty three hundred. Um, oh, he went to AAA, didn't he? Over the weekend, yeah. I, think I remember. Although these days that doesn't mean anything. Like, they can easily be. They can bring it. They can. Up.
1: They can do all the bringing people back and forth. But I, I do think they set him down kind of for real.
0: Fine. I, no, I'm just saying. Um, I like Seattle. Is there any bet are standing out to you here? The night before.
1: Um, if I get. Those opening lines that you quoted, yes. Um, I'll go under <laughs> nine and a half with Milwaukee.
0: Um, let's I think see. It's crazy. I mean, what are they? I, it, it obviously had to get pulled because all the other books are seven.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say. Uh, uh, no, i I, mean, I, don't, I don't see anything. I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Somebody messed up.
0: Um, I will. I'll say right now. Um FanDuel has Colorado, New York at seven and a half. I'll take the under in that game. It's seven on DraftKings. It's seven on BetMGM, MGM. But FanDuel has it at seven and a half. I'll take the under. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think both pitchers pitch decent enough. I don't think the offenses are good. Um, so I'll take the under in that one. So uh cheese is always fun, my friends. Um we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Good luck.